I'm Craig Fisher, and this is Inside Talent, where we take you into the minds behind the scenes and show you some of the coolest tools and best practices of some of the coolest people in the talent industry. Hey, it's Craig Fisher. I am here with Leah Daniels from JobSync. Leah, it is great to see you. Welcome to, to Inside Talent. It's great to see you again. It's been a while. Indeed. Um, it has been a while. And I, you know, I've known you through multiple iterations of, uh, of amazing things that you've done. And um, it's, it's one of these wonderful reunion times where people are starting to get together again in real life. And so maybe we'll get to see you at an actual conference soon. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Uh, we may try to get you to come out to the Talent Net Live conference in Austin in March. March? That's like next month. Oh, my goodness. That's right. March 11th. And then uh, that's um, that's Austin. And then Dallas, we're doing Talent Net Live in conjunction with the Candies, November oh, 2nd great. and 3rd. Yeah. So awesome. we'll have the Candies Gala, Awards Gala, um, as part of Talent Net Live, uh, November 2nd and 3rd in Dallas. That's exciting. So you should come for that. I'll, I'll make a case. All right. Sounds like a plan. Let's do it. <laughs> Uh, all right. So lots of things happening. Um, I have been working with JobSync for a while and uh, have implemented some solutions at various organizations and uh, notably a lot of hourly and retail type stuff. Um, we're using, uh, kind of still are, using the service to create a native apply on Facebook. Uh, with the Facebook jobs marketplace, but that's going away. It is. That's going away. So I want to talk to you about that. And then I want to talk to you about um, some things that JobSnake is doing for other platforms and then how we kind of, you know, avoid uh, getting sunk by Facebook's evil plans. But first, why don't you tell us about you and what's been going on with you? Uh, well, thanks for having me. I'm excited about all the things you guys are doing and a lot about what JobSync is up to. Uh, I joined back in August. So just a few months, I still feel like I'm brand new most days and uh, super excited to join this company. Um, in my sort of career, as we all have them, I've seen, I swear, thousands of products over the years. And what I got really excited about here is JobSync has put their fingers on a problem that companies really have. It's a big problem. They almost always ignore it because it's so big and so painful. And so they found this problem with a solution that's implementable and can solve an actual problem that companies have. And I, and I love that, right? I get excited about solving problems. And so um, working with Alex and the team to try to help a lot of enterprise companies take the dollars they put into the market and get you know double and triple the return in candidates um, by doing some very simple things that doesn't have heavy lifting on the recruiter side. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it is an easily implementable solution um, that you know I found to be wildly effective. We've actually done a case study about it with JobSync and uh, we helped one notable retailer uh, to increase their candidate flow by 1,400%. Yeah, the numbers are it's just crazy. Over a period right? of two weeks, right. 
And and for you know on a mild side, I'm seeing two and three x return, which mm-hmm. is just crazy um, for most companies because they don't have the the line of sight to even contemplate what to do with that kind of volume, right? Right. And but you know they all want it, <laughs> so um, well one therein lies the rub. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you know with JobSync, which I love, is that they're recognizing, right? We recognize that. that you know, increasing your volume by a factor of two, three, five, 10 X, more than that, uh, cannot exist in a standalone environment. You have to then ask the next question, which is how are you going to handle that? And what, what things are you doing that we can automate, right? Are you reaching out to them by phone? Can we text them instead? Right. Uh, are you taking a human being and saying, Oh, I need to send that candidate to the Dallas, Texas store. Can we just route that to the GM, right? What can we do with technology and automation that will allow your business to consume that level of candidates and be effective with it and not um, take that opportunity and then squander it once you've gotten those candidates? Yes, absolutely. And there is a hiring manager, not hiring manager, talent acquisition leader that I'm going to send this recording to immediately (laughs) after we're done. I've got the same request. I want X number of candidates over X number of months from these two platforms. And I want to spend, how much money do you think I should spend on ads? Yeah. I'm like, all right, you can do that. Or, <laughs> or well, you we- could have a plan to actually convert those people. Yeah. Uh, because that's, that's the issue, right? We can get you the candidates. You can spend the money. And if it's tweaked right and you do all the right things, you can, you know, kind of get more candidates, especially if you have JobSync uh, as a layer in between for native apply. Yeah. But then what are you going to do? How are you going to route those people? How are you going to communicate with them quickly? Because speed is the name of the game. I've been preaching this for yeah. years, especially the last day, two years. Still, the average is still 10 days to first contact. Right. It's I insane. Mean, 10 days. And and the companies, you know, are back to that that fun thing where they offer jobs like on the initial screen. So 10 yeah. days and that candidate's already gone to work. Oh, long time ago. Yeah. Crazy. Well, and it, okay. So this is, this is funny. We make it too easy to apply with easy apply. Yeah. Because there's no screening at all. Right. And so people just click, 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 click. Yeah. And they're not keeping track of it. There's no way to keep track of it. No. Right. I mean, no, I mean, at least at least a re- a retail has got evolved a little. I don't know if you remember back in the day when it was like, you liked this job. Do you want me to automatically apply you to these 10? Right. And so we have evolved a little as businesses and job boards, which is great. Um, so there's at least some level of interaction. But yeah, these these candidates can't remember. And also because as a group, uh, all of us as talent acquisition professionals and, and technology providers, we have educated candidates incredibly well that they have to apply to hundreds of jobs to get a job. That is so frustrating. And we, we did that. We did. We, we did well, that. because we complain about our own applicant tracking systems. <laughs> we do. And it's luck if you get through, right? Yeah. It's not skill. Look, we can tell you what to put on your resume. Oh, you need an ATS friendly resume. You know what? That is not the problem. So all these easy applies. Great. But we don't look at our own applicants as employers, right? We, no. right, we, we get all these leads. They're free leads. Yep. And what do we do with them? And there's uh, in sales, 
we are very vigilant, very good at lead conversion. Yes. Uh, but we're, we're not in recruiting for what's the I, reason? I heard the other day someone say um, on a podcast of some sort that uh, recruiting is the most inefficient function in U.S. corporations. We do you know, individual ads to some degree for every single job. I think about it like on a, on a company, we would never do an individual ad to sell a product to only one person. Right. But we will do an individual ad to sell a job to only one person. That's right. Only one it's, person is going to take that job. Yeah. But mm -hmm. so that funnel, it's so inefficient from the minute you start with that statement to everything that happens next. But Leah, wait, he says <laughs> mockingly. <laughs> what if we just advertise an evergreen job and send that candidate directly to our applicant tracking system where they can choose whatever job they want? Um. Well, sometimes that's a good idea. <laughs> no. It's not a good idea because that's too many choices. That is also not progress. That is also hit a paywall and have to log into our applicant tracking system. Well, and, and, and also, you know, as, and, and for a while I managed uh, the search product over for Monster and the resume search product. And I remember. One, of the, one of the things that was really evident is that the search products are all looking at past skills to match with past requirements, but it, neither sort of concept of the job posting or the search understand progression. That's right. right. Are, are we talking about a person who's um, happy in sort of a like linear role as they move forward in their career and maybe it gets more complex or maybe it's a more interesting company or industry um, versus other people who are on an upward trajectory. And so what they've done is not reflective of what they're going to do next. And these matching algorithms just don't have that construct to handle it. So it is interesting, right? There is an element where we still need the humans to help make those matches uh, to well, work for the businesses. That's, right. that's correct. And JobSync has an interesting uh, solution for that. And, and I've used it. Uh, so it's not always upfront that we get direct API access to an applicant tracking system for JobSync to be able to create a candidate record from a native apply. And right. let's let's put a pin in that and just distinguish real quick between easy apply and native apply. Yep. Easy apply on uh, Indeed, for instance, um, just takes the candidate's information from Indeed and sends it to the employer. And almost um, always to an, in an inbox, right? In, That's in an the inbox. preferred Correct. location. Generally yeah. not integrated into the ATS, but a native apply, which JobSync created, yeah. can ask screening questions and then send automatic replies and route the uh, the candidate wherever you want to route them. Yeah, and that uh, might mean into your ATS. It might mean into your CRM. It might mean into your ATS and into a hiring manager's inbox. Right. Um, but let's yeah. say for the sake of argument that we're not we're not in the ATS yet, right? Yeah. We've got to go through HRIS security hoops, and that's going to take three weeks. I mean, that'd be great. And that'd be great. <laughs> um, but in the meantime, all these leads go to a spreadsheet and JobSync has a wonderful tool where you can either blast them all with individualized messages and yep. their first name and or contact them individually and start a conversation. 
and or contact them by phone from your desktop and or contact them by text if they've opted into yep. that. And and the texting one's super interesting. I just got a bunch of data around response times. Mm -hmm. And the 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 punchline is uh, if you look at a bell curve and you're looking at the uh, the laggards, the 70, uh, the, the back 30%, right? right? You're talking about 10 minutes. Oh, yeah. 10 minute response time for text for, for right. them to respond to you. Yeah. And, and at rates in the 50 to 75% range, depending on the industry, right? We do see some high variability with the different industries, but I mean, those are numbers you've never seen in email, not no. they used to exist and we've, and, and they've declined. You've literally never seen these numbers in email. And no. so you're lucky and, to get 24. Calls. So yeah. this is just an amazing sort of, concept that I'm shocked that the U.S. market has not adopted more of because our candidates have. In fact, as humans, we have. They prefer it. They, they want you to. Clearly. Right? Yes. It's so much easier. And yet we aren't adopting. It's just it's fascinating to me as an industry that we are struggling to meet our candidates on the medium they want to be met at. If my pharmacy can't contact me that way and let me know what's going on, I don't want them. I'm going to go somewhere else. Right. Your prescription is ready. Like That's right. That's exactly. Or better, your prescription is ready and we're mailing it to you. <laughs> so, all right. Um, Facebook jobs marketplace is going to yeah, go away. It is. What's the rationale there? So my theory, right? Because right. I don't have anyone whispering in my ear what's actually happening is um, Facebook has some pretty core tenets about their business, mm -hmm. right? you know, grow revenue. I mean, I don't know if they say that out loud, but clearly that's one of their core tenets. Yeah. Don't lose $2 billion in market cap overnight. And- um, Steal your focus. Or 200. <laughs> but more yeah. importantly- Steal your focus as an individual. Yeah, keep, keep your uh, your audience engaged on the platform. That's it. Keep them there. Mm -hmm. Right. I, it's been a while since I checked, but there was a one point I looked and I think their average engaged user spends 45 minutes on Facebook a day. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's an insane metric. Mm -hmm. And, and I think that's probably low now. I bet the numbers are higher. Yeah. Um, and what happened when you look at the evolution of Facebook jobs is it started holding true to that core tenant. It really did. They were integrating with some smaller uh, SMB ATSs that kept um, people on the platform. They were looking at the SMB market to help, um, local restaurants and uh, hair salons and auto mechanics get candidates and keep them all engaged through the, the, the Facebook platform. Mm -hmm. And somewhere along the line, I think one of the, or two or all of the big ATSs and maybe a few of the other players in the space got in their ear and were like, I don't know what you want to do, but like candidates come to our career site, they apply on the ATS career site, that's how this works. Uh, and so we started life. sending candidates off, right? And you could see that. And despite the fact that Facebook provided a way to do what we call that native apply or an integrated direct apply experience, uh, that wasn't widely adopted. And so we ended up in a situation where candidates were leaving the Facebook platform, which is a violation of the core tenant of mm -hmm. Facebook. Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, my, you know, my, my spider sense says that that has a big part of what ended up being the demise of, of this product is that we were 
violating that that really important part of Facebook's rules of how they keep an audience engaged. So we don't, as employers yet, have the sort of capability to um, boost a job. You can still post jobs to Facebook, but then you, you have to get to your company page. But then yep. nobody will see it unless you, you can. You can boost still boost it. it. Yeah, you got to boost it. You can post you it. You do that manually. And you got to boost it. Same thing on the, on, the, on the posting your jobs onto their manual, site. One at a time. Uh, you can get a feed in there in theory, but it's, it's tricky, but then you have to individually boost those jobs for anyone to see it. But we don't currently have the capabilities like other advertisers do to basically have your shop inside of Facebook. Correct. Right. Right. And uh, as employers, I mean, that, that needs to evolve, but we're not there yet. So the ad is ultimately still taking people off site. Correct. But now Facebook's making money off of it. Well, a little bit, right? Because for whatever right. boosting is happening, right. I I think, and what we're sort of leaning into is that they really want to see um, recruiting go head to head on a pricing basis with their standard advertisers and yep. get your jobs into the stream, just like any other advertising might happen. And so that's where this world will change a little for Facebook. So one of the things that was great about the marketplace is that as a, as a job seeker, you showed intent by going there. You that's were right. sort of raising your hand and saying, this is my interest level. You were searching um, on a very large database. Yeah. And, yeah. and now I'm curious to see how um, Facebook does figure out intent. And I'm sure they will because these guys are geniuses and there's lots of them all in one room that are very smart. Mm. Um, we say that, um, I hear so, they're having trouble hiring engineers right now. They're, well, they've always been right. Like, but mm -hmm. it's a whole other issue. Yeah. Um, maybe they should use Facebook jobs. To find some. <laughs> um, they're not eating their own dog food over there for sure. Well, so, so, you know, what I think we will see come out of this advertising approach is that there are, and I always talk about there's tale of two types of recruiting, right? We have these high volume recruiting shops where one profile, lots and lots of people that we need to find that are very similar, maybe different locations, but the, the job description is similar. And then, you know, we have corporate America where it's a one for one shot. I mm -hmm. think that, and that's, you know, 30%-ish of the market. I think Facebook is walking away from all of that. They're just yep. not interested in that part. And I think they're walking away from the SMB. They're just saying, we're not interested in that either. Yep. So really, the winners are going to be anyone who can figure out how to take job ads and make it more like a consumer shopping experience, mm -hmm. right? So you know, starting to look at those ads, in, either do a singular uh, visual ad for a truck driver or for a warehouse worker, security guard. There's a, tons of these positions out there where we see that high volume need mm -hmm. or even the, uh, I don't know if you've seen it, the almost like the array on Facebook where you can go four or five different images yeah. uh, from a shopping experience. Again, oh yeah, I'm I, looking for a CDL. Absolutely. I'm looking for local drivers. We're looking for, you know, long yeah. hauls and so forth. And so you have four or five different job types sort of uh, combined into this array that you can, you can scroll through and then engage and become a lead, which they will allow you to go off the user doesn't go off platform, but their, their information does. Their information does also, yep. also, I think once and coming back to this, I think employers will 
and this is going to be time intensive and a pain in the ass, but I think employers will end up setting up a store. Yeah. Some um, sort. Of some sort for, for yep. careers, which again, doesn't put people on the ATS platform. But you know, those forms that they've built behind the scenes, the lead forms, those are fully integratable. That's right. Right. And they're dynamic. So similar, you can pull jobs with um, questionnaires behind the scenes and put those in front of the, the, the lead form applicant, we'll call them that. Mm -hmm. And so as a, an employer, you can sort of manipulate the market to work for you. So you can end up getting, again, high volume leads. I don't, I don't know if this will work for some of these more singular positions, but I do think in the high volume space, this should be an attractive option for folks. So also you could make that uh, action button on an ad, go to a dynamic job sync pop-up landing page where yep. leads are captured and information is passed on and candidate never has to leave the pop-up. Yeah, and, 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 we've, and we've already built the part where you can skip that and go straight from the straight from Facebook leads and not have to build that dynamic page in between. That's right. But that page is interesting because, um, and I'm going to use this as a bridge. Um, we've built this dynamic page now as part of a Google for jobs. Right. Offering. Next on my right. list. All right. <laughs> Good <segment>. bridge. Well done. <laughs> Teeing that right up. That was not planned. Um, <laughs> but what you're talking about is an interesting challenge that, you know, while I can talk about Indeed and ZipRecruiter and Talru and the, the companies that have gone all in on these easy applies and then provided a way to um, add questions and be dynamic in what you're asking, there are lots of job boards that exist in the market and other lead sources that aren't there yet. Either they've created still the static easy apply experience where there isn't a dynamic questions option or they don't have that at all. Right. And in that case, we have this, this sort of solution that allows you to send candidates from anywhere, although we built it specifically for Google for Jobs and to um, allow companies to get that first spot in the Google for Jobs experience, right? right? You really want that spot because if you don't do that, your job content is being used by job boards to create leads for themselves. That's right. Yeah, and a bunch of random job boards. Oh, so many I've never even heard of. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, you 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 do a search and there's 35 people usurping your feed uh, <laughs> or 35 little uh, job board companies usurping your feed and charging candidates Yeah. in some cases. And both charging candidates and you if you want them. That's right. It's crazy. Um, it is crazy. And so, uh, yeah, JobSync has done an amazing thing of getting uh, placement for your job. Um, and, you know, hint to all you recruiters out there, uh, that are using native apply, sorry, using easy apply on yeah. indeed and other platforms, native apply is much better. <laughs> and I can get, give you all the, uh, cost per acquisition reasons in the world. If you just want to give me a ring, I'll, I'll let you know. Um, and, and so now we're at this inflection point where Google for jobs is starting to become really important. Yeah. I mean, especially in this sort of wake that exists with Facebook ending their jobs marketplace, you know, the, the official date is February 22nd, but we've mm -hmm. already seen that they are severely limiting 
yep. the access and, and sort of the interaction with it. So that is, um, it's on a downward trend at a rapid rate right now. Yes, it's being deprecated as we speak and um, new, you can't start new. Correct. Um, in any situation like that. And uh, yeah, so I think um, I'm excited for uh, JobSync's future with Google for Jobs and with, uh, you know, Native Apply everywhere. And let's talk a little bit about the jumping directly to the lead form. Okay. Um, so in Google for Jobs, for instance, there's... Um, if you're just a regular advertiser, mm -hmm. a lot of hoops that you have to jump through in order to get a uh, good placement. And especially, more. yeah, es right? especially, yeah. They've added, um, they added a bunch more in October. Right. Um, and I think it's with good intention. I think, okay. well, no, I do. I think it is. I, so, you know, Google, you know, I, I talk a lot over the years about indeed having a, incredible focus on candidate experience and that allows them at times to make really hard decisions i think other businesses wouldn't make mm -hmm. right their decision to get rid of a lot of jobs from certain staffing organizations that they felt were not real jobs right that they felt like were more bait jobs like they they walked away from a lot of revenue in doing making those decisions right like decisions that other did companies, a great job of that yeah right and i, I like truly impressive that they are confident and brave enough to make those decisions. Right. Um, I think Google does that at times too, right? They're focused on in, intentionally making sure the searcher's experience, whoever that searcher might be, is optimized for what their intent is. And one of the reasons I think Google for Jobs exists, well, there's lots of reasons I think it exists, but one of them is that um, like flights and like shopping, right? The Google general experience is, is not optimized for that intention. And lots and lots of searches start with the word jobs in it. That's right. Right. In fact, you know, there, there's been stats over the years that 60%, 40%, whatever it might be of job searches start at Google and not on a job board itself. And so, you know, Indeed clearly won the war for SEO um, on that jobs term and optimizing for that. And I think, you know, Google made a decision that before you get to the, the or, you know, the, that uh, SEO experience, they're going to put in a jobs experience for you. That's right. And, um, you know, I think they're doing what, what any organization would do, which is slowly rolling out how you get all the content first, right? It's just like Indeed said, get all the jobs so mm -hmm. you can get all the candidates, right? So you can get all the employers that they had a clear path. And I think Google is following that. So get all well, the jobs first. And so now Indeed has flipped the script on how programmatic will work. Yes. Because you now have to go through Indeed's bid optimizer in order Everything to... Everything goes through bid optimizer. And it's it's increasing CPAs all over the place um, drastically. Mm -hmm. And I saw I saw a report uh, recently from your former employer uh, about the 41% increase uh, in CPAS. That's a made up Indeed term, by the way. Yes. Um, right. Just okay. over the last couple of months. Yeah. Because and, and there is a lot of changes. There's there's a couple of things. Right. Yeah. Sure. You can pinpoint to 
bit optimizer, and I'm sure that has something to do with it. But also, mm -hmm. you have to look at the state of the market right now. That's right. You know, we've lost in our in our you know employment market a couple million people just to late retirements and early retirements happening at the beginning of COVID. Uh, the number of people who have stepped out of the workforce because of now long-term health problems, actually, which is interesting. Long-term benefits women. problems as well. Yep. And then a number of women who have stepped out because of childcare challenges, right? We're still looking at a vaccine that doesn't exist for under five-year-olds. Right. And so we still have a market in flux, which has presented us with this challenge of 11 million open jobs and six and a half million people collecting unemployment that those numbers don't work for us as a you know we're at what four percent uh employment four and a half right now right uh -huh. and this is a country that seems to be happiest around five and a half six percent so our numbers you know so indeed has something to point at and say look at it's not us it's the the economy well and that yeah, might in in, in, pro yeah, in programmatic <laughs> advertising terms that means it costs more to get someone to apply to your job yep. because more people are bidding for that one person yep. and right now this is a crazy stat. There are two open jobs for every one potential U.S. worker. Yep. Which we've never seen that. Nope. Nope. And in November, more people left their current job than have ever left the workforce before yeah. or left their jobs. So uh, it, it was uh, an outrageous number, but they're not leaving the workforce. They're leaving for different kinds of jobs, more flexible yep. jobs, right? Things yep. like that. There's a tweet the other day that said something like, every time my competitor says that they're bringing their employees back into the office, I get to hire 15 That's engineers. Right. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? You saw that one too? I, I giggled a little, but yeah. right. There's true. Uh, there's a lot of people who uh, realize that they are in a position to make some decisions around their career that maybe they didn't feel like they could make before. And so right. we are seeing the U.S. workforce being pulled up, right? We're pulling blue collar workers into the white collar workspace. And then we're seeing a reshuffling or almost like a, you know, re-enlightenment of, of employees in the professional space saying like, this is, this is not the world I want to work in. I'm going to shift and I can do that right now. Right. We did a lot of work with um, Regis and Supercuts um, over the last several months, and hairdressers are walking away from that industry in droves to become customer service reps yeah. and things like that because it's more secure. It's safer. It's right. You get benefits. I mean, like all kinds of things. You can do it from home. Yeah. Um, you don't have as many back problems. That's that. It's exactly right. You don't know if you're going to have to be open or not open. Right. Yeah. All, all these things. And that's just one example. There's lots of examples like that. And um, we're in this scenario now where we're, you know, companies trying to attract customers don't have the brick and mortar uh, to do that as much. And so these call centers are wildly successful. Yeah. Right? And so there's just more of those jobs. And so we're going to see that. And, you know, th that just leads me to a million business ideas. But <laughs> back to Indeed, there are ways to get that cost per acquisition down, yep. but it requires a million little things. There's not one fix, but one of the big fixes is get a native apply in there instead of trying to send a candidate directly to your applicant tracking system. Because yep. right? one of the, well, and I think that one of the funny things about cost per apply, right, is that it doesn't, uh, all, all candidates are equal on that metric. 
right. right? Qualified or unqualified, all candidates are equal. And so the percentage of qualified candidates coming through becomes really important for you to put your finger on. So this leads me to your Goldilocks theory. Yes. All right. Tell me. <laughs> uh, so I, uh, I'm a child. I don't know if you know this. And <laughs> it's always fun when I tell people this. Mm -hmm. um, and it occurred to me that we are working in a world right now um, for, for employers that they have two options. You can go with an Indeed Apply or Zip Apply or Telru Apply or choose your flavor. And you get lots of candidate volume. So your for your budget, your cost per apply actually goes down quite a bit. So it's a much lower cost per apply. Um, and the volume is high. But your quality is questionable because everybody no and anybody, there's no screening right. and there's no way for your recruiter to screen when they get the candidate, right? They have to go and do the legwork. There's a whole bunch of process you need to put in place to then understand. And, you know, for the most part, those uh, applicants go straight into an inbox. And so now you don't have the tracking that you might be looking for. Or if you have EEOC requirements, you don't have that in place. There's a whole bunch of things now you're missing. That's right. It's too hot. So your option two, which is what most companies do, apply on company website. So candidate leaves Indeed, gets their favorite, you know, clicks apply six or 12 times, their favorite login screen. It's the workday login screen. That's right. They may or may not leave at this point in time. Most of them leave. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> then they can go through your applicant tracking system process, which they may or may not make it through. And then you get candidates on the other side. You get a lot less but you have a lot more details. You have a lot more information. So the process for your recruiters is better, but the volume is missing, right? And so that's our too cold. So how do you just marry the two, right? So that's what we are, we joke about, right? This is the Goldilocks zone. Take the easy apply, let your job boards give you the advantages of an easy apply, more mobile access, tap into different uh, candidate pools that they're providing because you have enabled that easy apply functionality. And then add in those questions from your, your ATS. And that can be uh, job level questions. That can be your template questions, like your EEOC questions you might need. Mm -hmm. And then put the whole package right into the ATS so your recruiter can continue to operate with the quality information that they need. So that's my Goldilocks zone. It gives you sort of the volume you're looking for from that, that ATS or uh, from that uh, Indeed or, or, or Zip Apply, but the quality you're really after. Because you've got some knockout questions in there. Exactly. And, and it changes and the game. They can route those, right? They can handle the routing at that point in time. That's and right. if you really want to win, when you get candidates to through that process, make sure you're asking, right? Can we text you? Let's meet those candidates where they want to be met on the medium they want to be met on. That's let's right. Let's text them. Let's get those responses and get them into an interview phase if that's where they belong or a phone screen phase if that's where they belong next so that you can not lose those opportunities when they're presented to you as good candidates. That's right. So you just make one of those knockout questions and it's right there in the native apply yep. by job sync. You know, it's an opt-in. And I found in looking at the leads that I generated with job sync from that process that close to 90% of candidates opt into everything. Yeah. Well, and, and I've seen now companies have decided that if you don't opt in, they actually want you to just stop applying, mm -hmm. right? That they don't have the capability internally to manage 
um, the 10% that, that want an email or a phone call, um, especially right. if you're talking about high volume. I think that um, we've, we've come to the point where uh, we understand what the solution should be. And I love your too hot, too cold and just right metaphor. It's good, um, right? Oh, yeah, it's good. So it's easy uh, to understand for the 12 year olds in the room with, here <laughs> with some screening and some ATS integration. It's, it's just right. And your recruiters aren't stuck doing all these non-recruiting activities. Yep. It's a big part of the challenge, right? Is that how do you handle all of these candidates from a, an easy apply, right? Your process can't handle the lack of data, but your, your candidates can't handle the requests from the ATS. I like it. All right. So Leah Daniels, this has been amazing. I think we've solved the world's problems today. I know, right? In just in an hour. Just in an hour. And I hope to see you soon uh, at an event somewhere in real life. And, I'm, uh, I have not left. This is this so funny? I'm not left like on a plane. It'll be two years in a few days. Isn't wow. that wild? I, yeah. And I just got back and I'm leaving again tomorrow. You're a braver man. Also, you have less small humans running around your house. So that's probably uh, helpful too. A little more flexibility than you. <laughs> yeah. All right, Leah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Inside Talent. Learn more about the future of talent today at InsideTalent.org, where you can sign up for regular updates and you can subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or your favorite podcast app.